The Founders Live Podcast tells unique and inspiring stories of entrepreneurship from all over the world. Be sure to join thousands of entrepreneurs on founderslive.com. Now, quick word from our sponsors before we get started. Hey everyone, Nick here real quick to share with you a few new things that are happening in Founders Live that you need to know about. Uh, Check out our new global community, The Arena. You can find it at arena.founderslive.com. You can find a number of new channels to connect with others, find exclusive content, and really learn how to be a world-class entrepreneur. Within that, you can find our uh, new levels of value of membership within Founders Live. We have the Insider membership and the Professional. The Founders Live Insider membership, you can, you know, really be on the inside, find all that great new content and and really have awesome experiences. And then the Professional, uh, you can really, really grow. So these are the people that really want to grow as an entrepreneur. You're out there. You want to maximize your startup and business success. Um, And this is including the recently launched Founders Live Academy that has courses, trainings, and awesome content to help you become the best entrepreneur that you can. And lastly, check out our events. Um, There should be things happening around you as well as if you want to launch Founders Live in your city, just reach out to us at expand.founderslive.com. All right, everyone. Enjoy the podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Founders Live podcast, where we tell unique and inspiring stories of entrepreneurship from all over the world. I am Nick Hughes, I'm the founder and CEO of Founders Live, and hey, we have a special guest today uh, that is um, coming originally, uh, you know, pitched at Founders Live DC, that's Washington DC was the winner of that event. Joining us from a different country, though, we'll hear about that in a second, but we have Walter Brown, CEO and owner of Aware Strategies, LLC. Walter, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for uh, having me. I'm excited to uh, speak with you and and get into it. Let's do it. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, You're jumping in from, um, you, you know, where are you joining us from, I guess, is the question. Uh, yeah, currently I am I am in Medellin, Colombia, uh, expanding uh, our project to to this area uh, by way of uh, a request from several of my friends uh, to have a public safety tool that they could use on their phone. So uh, I'm here to expand and, and help them grow and help them feel a little safer. Well. Uh, you know, gracias, and uh, nice to hear from you uh, when you you know joining. Uh, I spent some time there earlier this year in 2023, uh, and so I know exactly you know the culture you're in, and um, you know just shout out to the Colombians there. Uh, we we actually have founders live in Bogota as well as Medellin, so uh, ah, okay. re- yeah, really really cool and um, all good. But hey, you know. Um, catch us up to speed. Uh, would love to hear a bit of background on yourself before we get jumping into everything that you're building and creating there. Um, sure. you know, just catch us up to speed. So, uh, originally from New Orleans, Louisiana, born and raised, uh, saw myself being an entrepreneur early on. My, my mother, <laughs> so, 
uh, a quick little story about our relationship. Uh, I was always a go-getter. I was always an adventurous individual. Uh, my grandfather told my mother a long time ago, you're never going to stop him. So you need to just teach him the things he needs to do so he can go out and be whatever he wants to be. And that first lesson uh, that she learned was by way of us going on vacation. I saw a swimming pool. I was probably three, three years old. Uh, I saw the pool. They were talking. I didn't want to bother them, so I jumped in the pool. <laughs> mm -hmm. I couldn't swim, but I jumped in the pool because I wanted to get in the pool. And at that point, she realized, okay, I'm never going to stop him. He is fearless. Uh, he is going to go after it, so I need to train him and allow him to be the best he could possibly be as he ventures out and doing and doing things. And ever since then, he has been my number one supporter, backing me, and even uh, honing the entrepreneurial spirit. I think I had my first company, a uh, painting company, uh, at the age of 13. And of mm -hmm. course, it wasn't registered, but it was because by way of her having friends, they said, hey, my son can have friends. We can, we can help you with your different uh, painting opportunities and we, we took it on and all, after that it was landscaping of course uh, so I earned I learned early on uh, the power of, of, of relationships and our uh, networks right uh, yeah. and as well how to you know influence and motivate people to get behind a cause uh, so that was honed in me early on and from there um, I decided to join the military I went to the Marine Corps uh, doing some interesting things for the Marine Corps. Uh, spent seven and a half years doing that. Found a level of success uh, in one duty station within the North Carolina area, which promptly moved me to the Pentagon. And then from the Pentagon, uh, I, I made some decisions on the computer side of the house to further that career. And um, by way of me putting out a resume, after seven and a half years of Marine Corps to different DOD agencies. One called and said, hey, we can use you. We want you to come on board. We want you to do some, some stuff for us. Uh, I accepted the offer, left the Marine Corps and was doing counterintelligence work for an agency right there in DC. And with that came uh, a lot of opportunities. My, my boss's boss pulled me into his office and said, hey, I want you to come on board and do a couple of things for us. And at the time, I already had a little company going. I was doing computer stuff in my neighborhood, right, in, mm -hmm. in, the, in, the, in the D.C. area. And I was doing pretty well. And he offered me a government position, which at the time I was a contractor. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. But this is contract support for federal organizations. And, this, of course, is a government entity who, you know, runs the organization. I was a contractor at the time. And um, he offered me a position. I was like, well, I'm doing pretty well now. Things might be a conflict of interest of me doing cyber stuff on my own and now you want me to run a cyber defense uh, program uh, so i declined it uh, a couple of months later he said i'm gonna make you off you can't refuse <laughs> uh, kind of like the godfather thing the, the whole office area was dim lit. i was like okay what's what's going on he said, off. so he literally stole the line from Godfather. i'm gonna make it off you can't refuse I'm like okay and he told me what the offer was i like you know what Okay, so he, he allowed me to continue with my company, but also said, Walter, you can go and learn any computer skill you want. We will pay for it, but I just need to take all the information and help us build a cyber defense program. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm not going to refuse that. That being said, found some success there and uh, was able to uh, 
be introduced to a lot of different agencies that are on the the, the cutting edge of technology. And uh, with my background, both in the military and doing a little bit of DOD work, uh, we were able to be creative with things. And at some point we're whiteboarding, we're waiting for the the world to catch up from a technology standpoint to what we put on the board type of stuff, you know, that makes any yeah. sense. Um, and with those same relationships and upon me deciding to leave the uh, DOD space, because now at that point now I'm a government employee, um, I leave and all of the companies that were I was talking to uh, wanted to associate with me. They wanted me to be a subject matter expert or be on their board or different things of that nature. And uh, it just started taking off from there. So I started my first real company <laughs> that was registered uh, in 2012. Um, after having success with government contracts because of the relationships I already had and some of the evolutionary things we were doing, I saw myself with a level of success. And at one, there was an election. I'm not gonna say which one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but the, 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 after the election and the surprise on my face from the election uh, uh, who won, I said, you know what? I need to diversify outside of the United States. I've got to bring in some some other revenue just in case, right? So I started my my campaigns and, 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 and pushed uh, my services outside of the United States. The first one was in the Dubai area, which was pretty successful. Uh, the second one was in Colombia doing another component that, that I, I actually offer services for. Um, and then of course, this these incidents started to pop up at this point, right? These, these uh, police incidents started to pop up a lot. And I was like, well, I, I need to address this. I'm, 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 I've got a level of success in every other thing, but I haven't found something that can address this issue. And you know, I didn't sleep for three days trying to think of a solution. And voila, it, it, it popped into my head and it was by way of this, this application that we created, uh, which allowed for a harmonious relationship between the community and all the elements in the community to include your law enforcement or your security force element, right? Uh, and from there, uh, 2021, I started Aware Strategies, which is the the second company and we've been running ever since. Right awesome. Yeah. Well, th thank you for all of that background. That was sure. uh, very comprehensive. And, you know, I think when you looking at your path and journey, you know, you were pretty embedded in the government and, you know, military department of defense. And now you find yourself uh, as an entrepreneur building your own company that's quite a bit of a jump in the sense that those are a bit different. And so why in your heart, you go down in deep and you're like, I wanted to create something on my own. Can you summarize that thought or feeling of why? Well, um, the, the initial, Hey, let's go to the military was because of in new Orleans, there wasn't much of a opportunity there. Military was my best route. Can I, Am I an athlete? Yes. Am I going to pursue athletic uh, events? No. That's the, the 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 percentage of me being successful wasn't there. Went to the military, decided to jump into that arena. Uh, military was great at the time, but I outgrew it. It's a little too slow. Uh, had an opportunity to go into DOD, and DOD, of course, now has a, a broader stroke of technology accessibility. 
right? Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know if you were for me, but the Marine Corps is not the most, uh, you know, financed <laughs> uh, uh, branch of service out of the, the, the four that we have, right? We don't, we don't have a lot of stuff. And I'm a technology guy, so mm-hmm. I need to be around the stuff. If they didn't have it, had to leave. <laughs> Went to an area where I thought I could be more successful. And of course, I reached the ceiling there as well, right? Uh, you know, unfortunately, a lot of our government employees get very comfortable in the system. The system is set up a certain way to get very, very comfortable. You know, a lot of the glitz and glamour that you see associated with a lot of those organizations is just that. When you get into those organizations, you're like, okay, he's he's a part of this three-letter organization? Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, and you're managing what? Okay. Yeah, this isn't this isn't where the tip of the spear is. And I, I quickly found out that the government waits for the commercial industry to do things before it actually adopts in certain instances, right? Yeah. Uh, so uh, because of the slowness and not the, 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 the lateral ability to incorporate and to do a lot of R&D, uh, and of course there's R&D organizations like the DARPAs that do things, but it's somewhat controlled, right? Uh, I wanted the freedom to be able to do and address what was necessary for the people because I've done everything else. I've done things for the military, successfully put, you know, an entire operating center in the middle of the desert. I've done things for your, your DOD element for advancing and, and allowing certain environments to be safe while they're in transit or in, in, in a stationary facility. The next challenge was how do I allow the, the community now to reap the benefit of understanding what technology is and, and giving a, a, a filter of running the technology through the harmonic necessary components of a environment, right? How do you do that? Because we don't do that right now. We're, you know, we see something from a technology standpoint, we just buy it. But is it good yeah. for the community? Is it good for the body? We don't really care because we're, we're so quick to do what? The instant. We want the instant of things, right? Yeah. Uh, sometimes instant isn't great. Like a microwave is not the best way to eat your food. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, you know, what is best for the community? What is best for the individuals is what I was striving to do. So I decided to step out and uh, address those issues. Now, I still have a relationship with the, the Marine Corps and the military and DOD, and they still ask me to do things for them. And I do that. But um, because of the, the longevity I've had with those relationships and establishing an organization that does that specifically, I now can continue to be free and to continue to grow and explore, which I've always done it as a kid. Yeah. 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 Well, that's great. And, um, I can tell you're very, very passionate about, uh, these topics and, and want to make a difference. And that's really what, you know, a lot of entrepreneurship really is about is, uh, doing that. And, um, but I do want to shift to, you know, you, you, uh, you pitched at Founders Live, uh, Washington DC event, uh, this was actually in April of 2022, so uh, a, a little while ago. But um, yeah, we'd love yeah. to <laughs> love to get get your experience. You know, um, just you know, a little bit of just your thought and experience of pitching there. Maybe even um, you know uh, your tips to craft that 99 second pitch uh, as you were the winner. So congratulations again. But yeah, share us with the experience of of pitching at Founders Live. Okay, so so let's let's break that down a, a little bit further, if, if you don't mind. So I, I wasn't supposed to pitch. <laughs> First of all, it wasn't supposed to be me. It was supposed to be my CFO, uh, 
Myra. Myra was supposed to pitch. She had the relationship. She said, hey, uh, I need to help. I need you to help make some of these slides so we can go and pitch at Founders Live. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll help you do it. Uh, I wanted her to be forward thinking and to be upfront and 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 do the the heavy lifting in regards to presentation, right? Uh, I wanted her to be out there because she is a very very great networker, and and you know there's going to be times, of course, where she's going to be somewhere I'm not. So I wanted her to have that experience. So she started it, <laughs> and I actually finished it. So uh, in that actual presentation. Myra was there. She was doing the presentation slides, and then I stepped in on the back end and, uh, you know, put a little bit of more of the icing on the cake in regards to that. But to answer your question, the ninety minutes was um, was it ninety minutes? Uh, it was ni- no, it was ni- ninety nine seconds. Ninety nine seconds. Yeah, ninety nine seconds. Right. The ninety nine seconds it was different from a, a lot of my other presentations that I've done for DOD, military organizations. And uh, I don't know if you're familiar with an organization called Business Network Institute. I used to uh, do the 33 second pitches with those guys for a long time. So I'm used to getting the, got the, getting the point out quickly. Uh, I'm not doing that right now. I'm actually elaborating a lot. So please excuse me. But uh, with that came a lot of that experience. So I was prepared for a 99 second uh, conversation just to get the information out. And then of course, let that statement evoke questions that will allow us to elaborate more on whatever that actual topic was. Um, So uh, it was a great experience. Uh, I appreciate the the opportunity. Uh, The venue that you guys established was was very nice. Uh, uh, There was a little alcohol there. So that that allowed Myra to calm down a little bit on stage. Mm -hmm. So I appreciated that as well. Uh, and I will say for anyone who who is pitching, um, get right to the point, but invoke a statement or a question that's going to allow for individuals to ask you pointed questions. That that would be the key because once you once you have their attention at those those ninety nine seconds, after that it's up to them to 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 try to respond. And for me, I will tell you, um, working with her. Uh, we didn't have questions in the beginning, but I think when we stepped in to the question and answers piece, I invoked a question which allowed other people to start asking more questions. Because at some point in time, you got to remember, sometimes you're going to have people who are very, very uh, proactive and in, uh, extroverts. They want to talk and others don't. So you have to be able to read the room, right? Understand that you have people's attention about specific topics that you're covering. Uh, so. In a nutshell, know your information that's on the slides so that you can watch the response of the people. And then from that point, you know which one of those comments invokes more of a reaction that's positive, of course. <laughs> and then you can dive right into that and, and, and draw that, 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 that audience to, to your topic of, of choice. Yes. Uh, I will uh, reiterate what you mentioned earlier around you know, crafting that pitch so that there is intrigue and there is like a, they have questions afterwards. Like, wait, but you said this, I want to hear more about that. Or like, tell us more about, more about the team. And so, you know, for everyone out there, you're listening, um, you want to create that pitch that does get to the point and also elicits probably some emotion and some questions. Absolutely. And, and and you're going to go far. 
with that. So that's awesome. Well, hey, let's hear a bit more around aware strategies. And I always like to start with, tell us, a, tell us the problem that you were seeing in the world that you then created the solution around that became the company now that's aware strategies, LLC. Uh, it was community awareness. The community wasn't aware of what was going on within the community or what's going on outside of the community. That was the initial uh, objective. How do we give the community the information they need rapidly so that they can effectively do something with it? We call it, you know, we, I, my guys call it actionable intelligence, right? There's information, but there's information I can actually use right now that's going to help me either save a life or deter me from being in a bad situation, right? Or enough information goes out to the community and all the elements of the community to allow them to know, okay, I'm not going to do these things anymore because these are the repercussions. I can't control a narrative anymore from a, a body cam because guess what? This information has gone to the cloud and, and, and everyone in there, you know, access to the cloud has it now. Uh, those type of things is what we wanted to create. And the, the first product from Aware Strategies was the I'm Aware app. Uh, the overall goal for Aware Strategies is to address public safety issues, which we're doing with the I'm Aware app. Right. And it goes deeper than just a piece of technology. It's it's a collaborative of, of of organizations in the community working with us to ensure that one, the information on the app is accurate, right? But two, uh the when someone uses the app, someone in the community outside of the police force also know what's going on so they can intervene or react to those specific situations. And the fact that the app itself, if you go from one zip code to another. The content of the app can change to give you the most current data about that specific space allows for a way a better deterring component, right? So there's a reactional components of, oh, I think this 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 individual wants to harm me. Let me voice activate the app. But at the exact same time, there is the okay, I just landed in this this new city. What is the safety tips I need to know in this city so that I can be a little bit safer? So if I had that information prior to, I can deter from that. And at the same time, that same information of reactionary components and data storage videos on a security force element, they know that. Now they know they have a more, a more efficient tool to help them protect their, their community a little bit better as well. So that was the first thing that we wanted to do, hit this public safety issue. And there's different scenarios that can drop into. They can be you know, a minority that's being put over by the police, for example. They can be a young woman who's, who's uh, jogging down the street uh, a young woman or a young man that gets in a cab and they're not they're not really, you know, really comfortable with the cab driving his activities. Events that you go to and you leave the event, you want to, you know, get home safe. All of those things are different scenarios that fit into this this public safety app that we actually created. Uh, the two other elements that we wanted to address within the aware strategies is going to be, of course, uh, a level of financial literacy, it's not just education, but also just funding and, and opportunities within the community. Uh, and we're hoping that the launch of the app itself is going to generate enough revenue to be able to do those things. And then the last uh, objective is uh, is dealing with um, immigration. You know, we have a lot of individuals coming here and they're scared. You know, they're, they're scared for several reasons. One, they believe that when they left that area that they were in, for whatever that reason is, and they come to another location, they don't want to do anything wrong because they don't want to go back to that other location. I mean, I'm pretty sure you've seen that as you're as you were traveling in the different areas or, or, or you know mm -hmm. overseas. You probably you probably know of those different stories, and I and I've heard them as well. So uh, we want to be able to address those three different 
you know, areas. But the first one we're tackling is is the public safety. Yeah, this is really interesting, and I think it brings up, uh, it, you know, some thoughts around. And I want to dive into like basically, you know, safety and oversight versus uh, security and Big Brother watching. And oh. I'm, I'm sure you've you've wrestled around this because like the scenario is this: is that there's things happening. Uh, there's injustices happening every single day that if, if awareness was there Mm -hmm. or uncovered, these things were more public or uncovered, um, maybe it would help our, our society. The, the problem with that, or I guess the friction is around surveillance and data, like not only like just surveillance in general is to, to an extreme can be troublesome and then and then like just the data security so walk us through some thoughts around how you imagine this and this kind of is getting now into maybe a little more of the vision over time but like how does this uh, system which by the Mm -hmm. way is is great in its like most fundamental aspect how does it sit so that we can right the wrongs that are happening but we don't feel like there's literally like surveillance correct all all the time all around correct so the 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 best way to answer that is the you know people really don't understand technology they don't understand technology to the point of how it works how it actually operates where where's the cloud that's the biggest thing, you know, the yeah. cloud. What is the cloud? Well, the cloud's nothing but a whole bunch of servers sitting in the area. That's all the cloud is. But people don't really actually realize that. So the, the, the first thing I would say uh, would be uh, the true education. And, and what we're trying to do is we're, with, with the entire platform, we're pushing it down to the community. So when I, when I run these different subscriptions in a specific community, I'm going to have a community element, an organization, a nonprofit that's going to be responsible for understanding content management for that specific zip code. So which which means what? I'm not just saying, hey, buy the subscription. I'm coming there and I'm going to talk to a nonprofit organization. I'm going to say, sit down. Here's your access account to go into account management component for the portal. So now that you can see and be able to maneuver and manipulate information. Now, currently right now, we're in the cloud because the cloud allows me to successfully get to any area on the planet and provide a data set for that group of people. With my background in, in cybersecurity and computer forensics, I know how to ensure that we are best protecting all, all of the information, for example, like a PII type of data and things of that nature. But the end result, the end result is we start off on this cloud component, but then we move the data set and the information to the actual community. Mm-hmm. The community should be able to run these things. And my tool will know it's at this community versus that community. We'll use the cloud for infrastructure components to be able to toggle and go back and forth between different servers. But those physical servers, at some point, once we get the number of revenue, will sit in the community. So now the community has to understand the components associated with technology. And it's, it doesn't, everybody doesn't have to have it. But what I will say is this the organization that we've selected to be a part of our, our, our team, right? This nonprofit being a part of our team, they have the best interest of the community in, at, at heart. I, at the end of the day, want all communities to be great, but do I have the leverage and effort to be able to do that? And at the end of the day, I don't want to have 
a body shop. I don't want to have a hundred thousand employees all over the country. No, I would rather entrepreneur out to someone, right? Hey, you want to, this is your area. This is your community. Here's this tool. I will show you how to use the tool. I will show you the, the, the security, cyber security components. I will show you the infrastructure and maintenance components. I will show you how to content management and do X, Y, and Z with these different tool sets. And now you can stand up and be the entity in your community that is the catalyst for public safety, yeah. right? And if we do it in that manner, guess what? I don't have to worry about these other issues because now the infrastructure is there, right? The only thing I got to do now is make sure you have internet connection. And by way of my relationships, we can do that. I can get you WiMAX connection. I can get you cellular connection. We can do several different things to ensure that your little security server infrastructure in your area is able to go to and from and communicate with the rest of the world. I mean, it's very, very simple. But a lot of people don't realize it, that it is that simple. They just hear these buzzwords, right? They hear encryption, if, if anything. But they definitely know cloud, right? Uh, they know yeah. privacy, but they don't know what's associated with privacy. So that's our overall goal is I, I don't want to have an aware strategies um, office in every community. No, no. Yeah. I want someone else who is there, who is passionate about that, to be able to take this information, right? Take this training and develop what's necessary. And what happens from that is this. I now start to get bilateral information. I can tell them things about new technology that we have. And they can also respond and say, hey, this is what community's dealing with, which I can take that now and say, you know what? What I love to do, let's whiteboard it. Okay, this is what this community wants. Guess what? 15 other communities said the exact same thing. Okay, here's a solution. Whether it be a piece of technology, whether it be a, a, a program, whether it be modifying the procedures, we now can address those issues because we're always listening for what's happening in the community yeah. by way of these representatives and these nonprofits. Mm -hmm. Awesome. 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 So let's, let's take this a bit further. And uh, what do you see, you know, let's go five to 10 years out and let's even just say 20, 2030. Uh, what do you see in this industry as well as how does aware strategies fit into that vision of, um, you know, making it a safer society, I guess is the right way to put it. Well, the great thing about, I, I see is growing. You know, the platform is dynamic enough to actually grow. When you look at my app, depending on where you are, like I said before, it's going to show you different information. Matter of fact, right now on the app, it doesn't even say I'm aware. Depending on where you are, the banner could say community stuff. The safety tips articles will be associated with content within the actual community. There's nothing on the actual app when you're activated that says I'm aware. So it's dynamic in a point where we're going to grow with the community. What I see happening is, just like the name says, you have more awareness. You have more awareness of what's going on in your community. Now you have enough data sets. I don't have to go to the police office or go on and do a Google search to find out what crime looks like. I've got the data set right here in front of me. I know what's, what, what crime looks like in my space because I'm collecting the data associated with my subscribers. So with that, now I can truly identify where are the voids in security in my community. Oh. By the way, because of the content, I may be able to tell what type of crimes are actually happening in those specific areas. And now I can truly address the issue or take the issue to security force and say, hey, this is a big problem that we're having. How do we address it? So the, 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 the tool is dynamic and, and allows for the collaborative of conversation and information from all parties to ensure that, 
you know, we are doing the best for the actual community. And yeah. I think because of that, um, we are prepared to address one year, two year, three year, 10 year situations by way of our dynamic. As a matter of fact, I would even go as far as to say, we can probably deter some of the things that may evolve in an, in an organization or, or a community by way of us already seeing it. We can track it and fix it before it becomes a problem. Mm. Yeah, this is, it's a very interesting, we're in a very interesting place. And, and I, I do think you're, when you, the, the problems you're focused on, the solutions you're bringing. And, you know, when you look at the time currently right now, from just the challenges our country is facing to even geopolitical stuff, then when you look at, you know, tech, technology wise, the AI movement and everything that's happening, we are at a very interesting point. And, you know, having um, you building a company in this direction and, and being able to, you know, start to influence certain things is um, it's a it's a great place to be, you know, and I'm excited to see where you go in the next five to 10 years. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, as as we uh, close up here, man, this has been a great conversation. Um, let's tap into a little bit of what you've learned and you know advice to early stage founders um you know the best way to think about this is you know if you were to go back to yourself maybe you know three two three four years ago whatever um what what couple pieces of advice thoughts that you would share that um you've learned uh, maybe things that you're like well wasn't fully aware of that but now i know um what what thoughts and advice would you share with early stage founders? Marketing. <laughs> know know your know your audience and 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 have a great marketing strategy. That that is you know great ideas are great ideas, you know. But but without the networks to be able to to, to hear those ideas and to foster you know activity within what your idea is means nothing. So you and I could have the best thing. Uh, and since sliced bread, but if there's four walls and we never leave out of those four walls, who would ever know? Who would ever know? Who would ever use it? Who would ever be able to, uh, you know, reap the benefit of what what our idea is? So marketing is key, and of course, consistency and patience. Patience mm -hmm. should be the, the the number one. It's not gonna happen overnight. Nothing never nothing ever does. Even in a conversation when you have with someone, when you're when you're uh, you know agreeing or disagreeing to to you know sell a service or to go somewhere when you're having a, a a conversation with your significant other nothing's ever instant right there's a time frame associated with right there's e there's got to be at least two words that have to happen between two people before they make an action yes sure boom right <laughs> so there's there's got to be uh that level of communication there's got to be some type of uh, uh understanding of your market and marketing campaigns and and you got to have that patience yeah these are great. These are great. I think you're, you're absolutely right on on those. And you know what I'm going to add um, to the marketing piece, and this has become pretty clear to myself and our team. Um, you know, we have insight and obviously across the world and quite, quite a number of startups. And it's just an amazing kind of perch and, you know, being able to observe. But, you know, what, what I actually see now is um, there's I'm not saying there's only two distinct groups, but these two groups are, it's really interesting where in one group you've got 
you've got the, the these startups that have like a distinct business model, like, oh, we solve this for this company. Typically, they're like, you know, like software as a service to B2B companies. And, right. you know, they're like, we've got this amazing pricing and it's per employee and we just did it. Here's what we do. And they have a direct, like clear product model business. Mm-hmm. But, but they're sitting there like struggling, as you're pointing out, for the distribution and the marketing, right? It's just like, you can have the best business and business model and even product, but if you don't have any distribution, the thing ain't going anywhere. Right. And right. and then it's going to cost a lot of money to even put this in front of people. Correct. Then, then there's the next group that naturally has this growth mechanism. They've got natural distribution. People discover them every day, every week, every month. And it's amazing in its own way, but then they struggle with having this inherent, you know, where's the rev, the exact revenue model, what's the product, um, you know, what exact problem are they solving and um, who's going to pay for it. And typically this is like social, um, you know, kind of those, the social platforms or chat apps or whatever. I mean, there's a lot of things right. in this, in this group, but you know, it, it's like, Hey, you, people are discovering you, but is there a scaling revenue that can actually sustain the company? So when you look at those two groups, I think you need to ask yourself when you're building things like, where do you fall into that? And there's pros and cons to each one. Uh, But understanding where you lie in those and then what levers to pull to either get much more stronger distribution at a low cost or how do you dial in your revenue models so you can actually start growing revenue and scaling the company and, and the business in general? And so I think you pointed out uh, that the first one or like the, the aspect of like figure out your marketing and distribution. Like you have to because people need to see this. They need to discover it. How does this get in the hands? And so I think you hit on one of them. And I, I'm not saying there's only two, but I feel like there's two strong ones that I see that a lot of startups struggle with. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, love, I love your experience there and um, all this. So Walter, this has been quite an awesome conversation, man. Um, thank you. And um, so just quickly, where can people find information as well as, is, is you know, is, is, is this available in all, you know, kind of the United States or is it strategically in cities at this point? So to your point, the distribution, you know, comes with a relationship. But I will say uh, our campaigns uh, are starting. A matter of fact, we're actually running through a, a grant program right now, which is a new educational hurdle for me. Uh, pretty interesting, uh, but new. Uh, the app is available on both the Apple Store as well as the uh, Google Play Store for Android and iPhone. Uh, the the uh, website. Uh, has some information about what we're doing. Of course, we're on the different social media platforms as well. Uh, but um, we are strategically moving and we are allowing uh, individuals, whomever, to adapt and to come into the, the fold uh, because the actual raw components and services of the application work. If you need something to quickly tell people where you are so that you now have Exibility and, and now you can feel a little bit safer. And now the time frame of you being in some type of, 
you know, anxiety or attack scenario strength, you know, shrinkens, you know, that's that's awesome. But the true power is when it develops and grows within the actual community, because that's when it goes, it goes viral and it becomes a really, really useful public safety and community actual tool. But we're we're on the different stores. Uh, you can hit us at you can see us at our on our webpage at www.awarestrategies.net. Um, and yeah, we're just looking forward to the conversations with the community and and giving them a tool that will allow them to continue to grow within this technology world and make them a little bit more effective and efficient in in, uh, in today's society. Nick, that's that's what we're all about. Well, great. Awesome. Thank you so much, Walter. It's been a pleasure to chat with you and I'm excited to see where this takes you. Nick, thank you. Thank you for your time. Uh, this has been awesome. Uh, now I'm going to get back to work. I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm growing in Medellin. <laughs> so cool. Well, uh, hey, everyone. Cool, man. This is the Founders Live podcast where we tell unique and inspiring stories of entrepreneurship from all over the world and hearing from um, great stories coming out of not just dc in the united states clearly and other parts of the world so that's awesome uh keep listening everyone uh we publish episodes every single week and um a lot of great stuff coming down the line for founders live we're now in primetime season so check that out and check those global events out that we have this uh, october november and a bunch of good stuff coming down the line from our memberships and uh things that we're offering through founders live and then, hey, lastly, everyone, just stay healthy and stay safe.